It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. This is another edition of Frontline Friday with my very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you today? Andy, I'm doing great. Are you? How are you? Yes. <laughs> you are. It's, it's Friday, as it always is when we talk. It's right. Friday, and happy, ready for a Friday. So, Friday, just the gateway to working on the weekend. No, not, no, hopefully no? not. No, no, we'll try to not work on the weekend. There will be some that needs to be done, but... Um, so what are your big plans you know, for this? It's good to have... Well, I'm flying to Tel Aviv tomorrow, actually. Uh-huh. So my plans are to be on a flight. Uh, the flight doesn't leave until the evening, so I'll have a bit of time to decompress and do some things, which uh, I always look forward to. Getting outside. I'm in Boston, and unfortunately, tomorrow it's supposed to be 18 degrees, so it's a bit chilly. And then I go to Tel Aviv, and I think it's 70-something. Nice. Um, well, it's just like going back to California. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I got going on. All right. Well, good. Well, as you're sitting there luxuriating in your big first-class seat, flying over to Tel Aviv. Oh, I know. I know. That's what they do in startups. They, they like to spend the money on airline exactly. tickets. Yeah. yeah. Those, those big fancy seats, yeah. That's right. All right. Well, at least you have the benefit of not being an extremely tall person. That's right. That's right. Let's look at the pluses. So today, let's talk about hiring because you... Yeah, you are on the front lines. You are hiring a sales team from scratch for this company. So, you know, what do you want to give a plug first about in case somebody's listening and wants to apply? In Boston? Yes, I'd I'd love to give a plug. So just some background is we have a sales team right now in Tel Aviv who's been doing the sales for the greater world whether it's Europe, uh, Australia, United States, everywhere. You know, this company is based out of Tel Aviv. Mm -hmm. So now we're opening up the U.S. office and the U.S. present, having a U.S. presence. And, you know, it's really interesting when you're thinking about hiring the first sales reps in a geography, and particularly when this is an international expansion, And what a lot of when we're interviewing and and hiring, what we're thinking about is not not only can this person do the job, but we we talk about it a lot whenever we hire, but this, this notion of being a good cultural fit. And it's 10x as important at this stage when... These are the first hires. This is Logs.io in the United States. Mm-hmm. It has to be such a good fit. So I just find that I'm this core group, this foundational group, is who I'm really building the U.S. presence on. They've got to have, they, they've got to have a lot of headroom to grow. These are the ones that I want to be able to promote first. These are the ones that I want to be able to take on management roles. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking for 
people that can do this job plus. Okay. And so, I always sort of look for that. Sure. What is this job, though? So are you looking to SDRs, AEs? So this is an account ex- account executives. Okay. And Logs.io, it's, it's a log management and analytics platform. So it's a very technical sale. It's selling to developers. It's selling to... IT departments, it's selling to engineering departments, it's selling to security departments. Mm-hmm. So it's very technical. Um, and this is, it's, I don't want to say it's purely an inside role, but we do, we do a large part of it on the inside. There is some on site, but this is not like a feat, like out in the field handling um, Fortune 500 companies. Our sweet spot is more kind of the mid-level mm-hmm. right now. And so we're looking at people that have good, uh, like have sold into IT before, understand a technical buyer, um, have an aptitude and interest in technology, and just in, kind of enjoy that it's, it's not transactional. And it really does, it does require a lot of herding cats in a way around getting engineers um, uh, sort of grouping and understanding and wanting to use a particular log management platform. Got it. Okay, so at the end of this episode, we'll give people the the ability to uh, learn where they can contact you if they have that skill set and they're based in, in the Boston area. Perfect. So Great. How, how, other than advertising on this show, yeah. how are you recruiting? So you're LinkedIn, using jobs board, job boards, recruiters. I mean, how's that unfolding? Yeah. yeah. So t- fortunately, um, we are using LinkedIn. We've got in-house recruiters that we're using. We use some outside, but pretty limited. And what's been our, our best uh, sort of source for this has been our one of our investors, OpenView. This is something that they offer. So they do the sourcing. They do the first interviews. They have a great network here in Boston. And we're getting really great candidates. We're getting great candidates from them. So what does a great candidate look like on paper? A little bit of what I mentioned. Somebody that's sold into IT before has familiarity with the space. Uh, I guess has, I was thinking more, maybe in this case, more intangibles. You know, what, okay. what do you, what, when you're looking at a resume, I mean, yeah, you got the experience and so on, but what a, you know, as an experienced recruiter, experienced hiring manager, what are those things you're really looking for, let's say, on your first impression on this, this resume that maybe, you know, people aren't really thinking about that are important? Some of the intangibles, it's hard to get on a, from a resume. But I'm saying, you know, the things, though, that you look at a resume that maybe it just aren't purely about, you know, like I knew one person, you know, hey, if the type, if, if everything wasn't lined up perfectly and formatted properly, yeah, just threw it away. I mean, what are, what are the sort of things you have similar to that to just say, yeah, this, this person maybe has that attention to detail or something else that we're looking for in addition to what's obvious in their experience? Yeah, I look uh, I look for leadership. So I look for signs on the resume of leadership. Have they been like team lead? 
Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I'll see people that have moved to team lead or they've they've progressed quickly in a particular company. They seem to get tapped on the shoulder to go move up and do something different. Um, I look for, I, I definitely pay attention to, I was an English major, so I do pay attention to, to grammar and I pay attention to just even looking at a resume. Mm-hmm. I look, um, I always like to see a picture, not because I, I necessarily care what the person looks like, but that, te- that tells me something a little bit about how they sell and how they think about it. That even when you're doing it online, mm-hmm. having a picture really helps create that greater connection. Um, what else do I look for? So, I mean, that basically that's saying instincts, right? That the instincts are, are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and think, yeah. And I think the thing with the leadership is somewhat the same way as I think you know, some people may feel uh, perhaps too modest, perhaps to, to list some things that, you know, hey, this wasn't a formal job I held. It's just that I was the team lead. But it's important that they put that out there. Super important. I mean, I look at that a lot, Andy. It's super, super important. Yeah, so don't, but lessons, people, don't be overly modest. That's right. That's right. I when, agree with that. Yeah, I mean, don't. Don't falsify, obviously, but if you had, you know, you were serving as a team leader or something, put it on there. Absolutely put it on. Put it on. Watch your grammar. Watch the formatting. Include a picture, uh, which else? I think is great. Yeah, what else would I say that I'd look? Um, I look at schools. Most of the people that I'm looking at, particularly for right now, are... You know, less than five, like in these <clears throat> two to five years experience for right now. Mm-hmm. And I look at the schools, not that I rule anybody else out because of a school, but I like to see where that, what their background is and where they're coming from. Um, so what would I say is a, uh, I'm thinking out loud based on the question. Do you look at grade point average? No, that's not usually on there. <clears throat> if they have a high grade point average, that that's that to me just says okay that there's maybe a base level that's interesting. I don't. It's not a. Is it a strong? It's positive, but it's not a. Oh, you've got to have this in order to get this position. Yeah. Oh. I always found that people who put the grade point average on their resumes or find the people who put grade point averages on resumes. You know. They, they do it because they're proud of it, and those that don't <laughs> don't want to come up as the first level of, or the first order of conversation. Yeah, that's true. And how do you look at it? Well, a lot of what you talked about, I mean, some of the similar things. Is, and for me, attention to detail is really important on the resume yeah. because in a sales position, it's a attention, you know, it's a detail-oriented job. Yeah. And to me, it just talks about basic instincts, as you talked about with the picture, is that if someone thinks, hey, this is good enough to send out, yeah, there may be errors, but I couldn't be bothered to spend enough time to make sure that I corrected the errors, then to me that says something about somebody. Do I want that person representing me out in the field and they have sort of a, a casual relationship with detail? Right, and I, they need to have good attention to detail. They need to have good attention to detail. I, I look for also if it's, uh, like I said, some of them, two to five years experience, 
what did what did they do while they were in what did they do while they were in school like were they working did they have a job were they um are they hustling in a way mm-hmm. like i look for i look for signs of ambition i look for and and a lot of people have to have to work while they're in school i was i was one of them so again it's not any one of these things but i'm just trying to get a good feel for who they are and i know in this particular environment it's probably pretty consistent with any person who i hire regardless of uh where i am what mm-hmm. company i'm working with it's just looking for somebody that's got that ambition and that hustle and that self-determination and self-directedness and curiosity are they doing different things and interesting things and somebody that's in leadership i look for leadership i look for being a team player like did they play on sports teams or were they part of a um were they acting and part of a a group that mm-hmm. so i look for, I, I i look for those intangibles also okay so let's let's shift over then into the interview itself so okay that you know again you've got you said culture is really important you know you've got these first few hires these are people you want to you know, have basically, um, you know, build the team on people you're standing on their shoulders, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And so when you've had a good interview, what has stood out about the individual? You know, and you, Pres- yeah. you know, obviously we've already talked about the resume, but you know, there's preparation, there's you know, personal appearance. It's how they conducted, how they conducted the interview. Um, you know, what are the things that you really, Really walk away from thinking, okay, yeah, they did a great job in these dimensions. Okay, so Andy, I've, I've hired some people recently, and there was a group of us, a group of the new people, four of them, in fact, were here at the office yesterday, and they were uh, laughing, poking fun at the interview process <laughs> that we went through <laughs> here and how it was, you know, that was great, but I'd like you to meet just one more person. Okay. That went well. How about a panel interview with four people you don't know? I mean, like we've, I've got to get the process more refined. It's not yet, but there are different things that I learn and look for at the different pieces of the interview that I asked them to participate in. For example, there's one just sort of a phone screen. Um, then there's a presentation, like a mock discovery call we have them do. Mm-hmm. I have them, our CEO right now likes to meet everybody. So how do the, sometimes I'm in those if he's here. Sometimes I'm not. So I look for, for feedback. So Now, two there, things. So those meetings with the CEO, are those always, if he's not there, then he does them virtually? Or are they always in person? Uh, if he's not there, he does them virtually. Okay. so he- Like a Skype call. I mean, but it's, it's, you get so much more when somebody is, when you've got that other dimension of them, even on a Skype call, that you can see them. Mm-hmm. Makes Absolutely. Sense. So, so the things I look for, if it's, it, with, uh, I'm going to talk about the th- like three different types of interviews. So the one, just the initial screening call, 
I listen for their narrative. When I talk about their background, their previous jobs, what they want, what they've done, what worked, what didn't, why they are moving on, I listen for the story that they tell. Because all we've got really, Andy, are the stories we tell ourselves. And so I want to hear how do they think about their own life? And are they, is this a person that takes responsibility in this narrative? around the, or are they a victim? Mm-hmm. So when they, so I listen to that, that's, that's a big one for me. How do they tell the story? Then when they do a presentation, I look for a couple things. How prepared are they? Um, did they listen to what I said in the instructions? Are they listening to, are they listening and are they able to translate what they hear into action? Are they able to uh, how do they how do they handle topics that they don't know? They don't know the product, and I'm asking them to pitch it. Super uncomfortable. How do they handle things that they don't know? How do they handle being in uncomfortable situations? So that's more like, okay, you're in an uncomfortable situation. How, how do you handle that? And then the third, like let's say it's just a, all right, you've done those two. I meet you in person. I look for presence. I look for how do they conduct themselves? Is this somebody that is that you want to be with, that you want to work with, that you that has that more of that emotional IQ? How are they connect, going to connect with other team members? How are they going to connect with prospects and customers? So I kind of look for different things at each one. Okay, so in presence is an interesting word because it's it's you know it's it's hard to pin it down what it really means, right? It means different things to different people. Um, so you talked about leadership early on. So do you try to get a sense, you know, as part of that presence, sort of this leadership presence? Yeah, and and the two are different, but perhaps correlated. Um, so just having presence, there are, there are certain people that you meet that are just comfortable in their own skin. And they're also, so that's one. And also they, when they talk, you listen. Mm-hmm. And, and people tend to follow more people that are like that. So I think the two are definitely, the two are definitely correlated. If somebody has presence, they are more likely to move into a leadership role more easily than if they don't. Sometimes people move into leadership roles for various other reasons, but having presence makes that move. People will follow you more easily and more quickly, and that's also really important. Well, I think one of the things you brought up about you know, someone being comfortable in their own skin, which first of all is, is becomes easier oftentimes as you get older and is harder you know, earlier in your career, at least you know, based on my experience and experience of other people I know, so, yeah, if you have somebody that, that has sort of learned the lessons sort of relatively early in their career that, you know, the world doesn't rise or fall based on what happens in this interview and they get their nerves under control and the level of conversation is just completely different. You know, the interchange between you and, and the candidate, if, as you said, they just seem very comfortable in who they are. And to me, that's a great sign of leadership potential. Definitely. 
Definitely. And there was a uh, a guy who we hired who's actually starting tomorrow and has had a really interesting career was in the army and then he was a personal trainer and then he went and sold I t- took the leap from a personal trainer to selling a very technical product and then had another job before that and is, is now coming on to logs.io a lot of people would get sort of ruffled and defensive about this guy's not on a traditional path mm-hmm. to selling to developers. And our CEO was was out and met him, and I was in this uh, in this interaction as well, this interview. And this young man just comfortable in his own skin, and he handled he just wasn't defensive, wasn't this is just his path. And, and, and as a result, it was a really interesting conversation. It was an enjoyable conversation. It was, it, it was, I mean, he got the job mm-hmm. and it was a very non-traditional. And you look at him on paper and you would think, ah, oh, not sure. But, but part of what you also saw on paper is, wow, here's a guy when given this challenge to learn something new or do, do something, not only does he do it, but he excels at it mm-hmm. and very, very comfortable, very comfortable in his own skin, has a lot of presence. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, for me, again, in my career and my experience, you know, working with military veterans, not unusual that, you know, very adaptable, uh, great team players. I will say that two of the best bosses I ever had were military veterans that, yeah, had been taught. They both had gone to the one of the service academies. They'd been taught how to manage people better than I said any other bosses I'd ever worked for. Well, and you think about the our culture of this company, Logs.io, being an Israeli company. Military service is compulsory, mm-hmm. so everybody. Not everybody in the Tel Aviv office, because there are some people who are not Israeli, but ninety uh, percent. Uh, maybe 95 have been in the military. Mm-hmm. So again, that's a good, that, that's a good fit. And the, the fit, you just see it in the discipline in that you're telling me to do this. All right. I can ask questions, but then I just go do it. There's a discipline. There's a rigor. There's a routine that is it's uh, for me, it's a good fit. I'm, I wasn't in the military. Maybe I should have been, but I've got, I've got that. I, I can be very regimented. And it's a good fit for the company and just culturally who we are. Right. Very cool. All right. Well, so now we're at the end of the show. Tell people that might be interested, might be candidates for this job, how they can get in touch with you. Oh, my gosh. I will so welcome any candidates. It's super easy. Just send me. You can always get me on LinkedIn, Bridget Gleason. It's that simple. Or you can send me an email, Bridget at logs dot i dot io so l o g z dot io got it and i'd love uh, any and all i'd i'd love to talk to people it's a great uh, it's really a really special company and a great opportunity i couldn't be happier being here and you get the potential of working with bridget <gasps> i know i know whether that's a plus or a minus you decide you decide <laughs> i'm sure everybody but would think it's a, think it's a plus so all right well bridget as always 
Thanks for being here. And as always, it's a pleasure. Have a a great uh, Friday and weekend. Yeah, and same to you, your friends uh, who have listened to us here today. Uh, Come back and join us again next time, uh, Frontline Fridays with Bridget and Andy, and we'll talk to you then. Super. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.